0: I've been thinking about finishing well. You know, we've only got four Sundays left till Christmas. How amazing is that? And just talking to lots of people that are just saying like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I'm like commando crawling, you know, to the end of the year. I think I've only talked to one person who was really springy. Um, But the rest of just being like, I am just... Getting there. Um, do you know, we've been uh, painting the exterior of our house. We've got a deadline for it this coming Saturday. And so I've just been painting these full days. And last night at about six o'clock, after painting all day, I tripped over the scaffolding and then I just laid there. And I thought, this is it for me now. I'm just done. (laughs) Someone else can preach tomorrow. Someone else can finish the house. Someone else can cook the dinner. I'm just going to stay here now. Um, Joel picked me up and said, you finish for the day. Go on. He cooked dinner. So that was nice. Um, But, you know, I was thinking about... About finishing well, what what happened there? I was thinking about finishing well, and um, I have been going to body pump classes, which I've been really really enjoying. And I, but I had been feeling like they're really missing out. Like they're not doing the core, which is like you know when you go for a full body workout, you think that they would, you know, get you to work out your core, and so. I've been doing this class for months, so I went to her with some helpful feedback and I was like, hey, like, you know, I was just thinking, you know, about the whole core thing and and she looked at me and she smiled and she said, you leave early every week. It's actually the last exercise we do. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, right. I I thought I was just skipping shoulders, but, you know, okay, sweet, so... Now, I finish my classes and I get the entire workout. So, anyway, finishing well, finishing well. Yeah, so awesome. Advent, Advent, part one. This is, I love Christmas. I love Advent. I love just the whole. Um, just the, the the expectation of of Christ's arrival, thinking about um, how he entered the world. Um, My sister-in-law is a few weeks away from giving birth to their first son, which is really exciting. And she's actually due just before Christmas. And I was thinking about how, you know, they're preparing now. There's such anticipation. There's such excitement. They're getting things ready. And I thought, really, that's what we should be doing, thinking about um, Christ coming into our life. It should look like something. It should look like creating space. It should look like preparation. It should look like, Expectation. Now, Advent, there are four um, candles that are lit to signify peace, love, joy, and hope. And today I get to focus on joy, which for some of you who were in Auckland last week and here in the Mount two weeks ago, you would have heard Joy Part One. Um, And if you didn't hear that message, I really recommend that you go and hear it because um, it really is the bedrock for Joy Part Two, which... Is today. Let's pray, shall we? Awesome. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. That you would enter this earth born as a vulnerable child. That you would grow, Lord. (laughs) That you would show us the way. How wonderful it is that we get to read your words and If we ever wanna know what God is like, we can just pick up the Bible and open it up and read about your life and read your words. Jesus, I thank you that you took all of the sins of the world upon your shoulders and you set us free. You created that pathway, that bridge, so that we could have true intimacy with the Father. We thank you, Lord. And as we get ready for Christmas, as we enter this Advent season, we just take a moment now to still our hearts and to remember you and your coming. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, joy part one, I really focused on John 15, verse 5. Jesus said, I am the branch, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you can bear much fruit. And we spoke on bearing the fruit of joy in our lives. Um, I talked a little bit about what it's like to feel like we may have lost our joy and how we can find more of it. If Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, when we are connected to Him, we are on this receiving end of an endless supply. We're on the receiving end of an endless supply of joy, <laughs> an endless supply that would produce joy in our lives. Now, this doesn't mean that we are endlessly happy. <laughs> happiness is an emotion, it's a feeling. And I tell you, those that chase the feelings of happiness basically throw wisdom out the window. <laughs> joy is not that, joy is more of a state of being, joy is a result of participating and living with the Holy Spirit. I love this quote that I read this week. A life of intimacy with God is characterised by joy. How beautiful. A life of intimacy with God is characterised by joy. Our third son, Charlie, when he was born into the world, Um, he got to six weeks old and I was like, oh, he's not smiling, you know, like the other children did. And we very rarely got smiles out of Charlie. It was like just occasional and you had to really work for it and you appreciated it when, when it came. And Charlie's a little bit like that. He keeps it all under the surface. He could be having the time of his life and you wouldn't really know. And it's only those that know Charlie know that he is really happy. Um, I remember when he was little and he really wanted to be part of a SEAL show. We were at this underwater world. And so he had lined up early. He was sitting there and they chose him because he was sitting there waiting, wanting to be chosen. And I remember halfway through the show, the guy said to him, hey, Charlie, smile like you're enjoying it. And I thought, oh, he doesn't know. Charlie is having the time of his life. It's just all on the inside. But there was this one particular friend That Charlie had. And when they hung out, he would just laugh and laugh and laugh. And so whenever they were together in their bedroom, in the lounge, I could just hear Charlie's laughter. There was just no one that can make him laugh on the regular like this particular friend. And, you know, Joy, Joy has friends like that. Joy has friends like that. There are spiritual friends and practices that if we grab hold of, they they like they they create joy. It just kind of comes. And so today we're going to focus on the friends of joy. The friends of joy. Peace. Peace is one of those friends. It's a friend of joy. I love this quote, that joy is peace dancing and peace is joy at rest. Joy is peace dancing and peace is joy at rest. At the moment, I've just got two kids left at school and I love watching, There's like I always like to be home before they get off the bus and I like to sit in the lounge so I can watch them walk up the driveway and up to the front door and what I love is that you know with one of them that would be Charlie whether he's had a good day bad day you wouldn't know it um, but the other one, you know, <laughs> everyone knows. And you can even just from that little couple of metre walk, just the way she carries herself, you know, sometimes it's just like this and just throw the bag on the ground. And other times she's got the bottom lip and other times she's laughing. And, but my favourite is when she is skipping and humming skipping and humming. And she actually comes in like that, skipping and humming. And you would think joy, right? Like it's joy that I see. But actually, and it is joy. You see the skipping, you see the humming. But but what really comes from her, the presence that comes from her above that is actually peace. And it's beautiful to see in her that peace dancing, that peace dancing. And I think if you were to take a moment even now just to reflect on the last time that you had that deep, deep peace in the Lord, I bet joy was there too. I bet joy was there too. You know, I've found that when I lose my peace, it is very hard to be joyful. (laughs) When I lose my peace, it is very hard to be joyful. And a wise friend once told me, um, she said to me that it's important that when you're feeling stressed to stop and ask yourself, when did I lose my peace? When did I lose my peace? And that's a real key because the key to finding it again is to actually go back to the place that you lost it and to invite Jesus into that. And I, and I really believe that even if you just started that practice, when did I lose my peace? And you go back to where you lost it and you invited Jesus and the Holy Spirit into that, you will begin to go on a healing journey. It is beautiful. Proverbs 12 verse 20 says this, Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. But those who plan peace have joy. What does it look like to plan for peace? What does it look like to plan for peace in this Christmas season, in your home, in your marriage, in your family, in your friendships, in your work, in your rest? What would it look like to plan for peace? Is there a conversation that needs to happen in order for you to have peace? Is there forgiveness that needs to be offered? Is there forgiveness that needs to be received in order for you to plan peace? Those who plan peace have joy. And I'm not gonna get too much more into peace because it's one of the Advent um, themes and so someone else is gonna be speaking on that. But peace, peace, peace. Gosh, peace is a friend of joy. You want to get close to peace. You're going to find a lot of joy. The other friend of joy is letting go. Letting go. (laughs) The amount of times I sing to my kids, let it go, let it go. (laughs) Just let it go. (laughs) Within us, you know, within us all, if we're honest, there may be offences, fears, old hurts, judgments, guilt, shame, an over-sense of responsibility, expectations for how the things should look. You know, we often carry these things and we hold on to them and, but I tell you what, joy is in the letting go. <laughs> Joy is in the letting go. And and you know what? It's probably not just gonna be a one-time thing, the letting go. Sometimes it's a daily thing. It's a daily choice not to pick them back up again, but the practice of just letting go. (laughs) Oh, that's where joy is. I remember one time, um, my little guy, Micah, he he always had to carry all of his cars and all of his snacks with him, just all the time. His hands were full. And then he'd get so upset when he lost something. And I'd said to him, you just, two things need to be the max because there's one in each hand. And then you know, if you've got a spare hand, you've put something down. But when you're holding 10 things, you don't know. So anyway, always had hands full of things. And I remember one time he was like, he was crying. He wanted comfort. He wanted me to pick him up, but he was just so laden in things. And I was like, buddy, you have to put them down so I can pick you up. You have to put them down so I can pick you up. And gosh, our peace, our peace as followers of Jesus is that we can let go of these things into the trustworthy arms of our Father. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. What does it mean to cast off? It means actually letting it go. It means leaving it with Him, to leave it there. And and I really think that letting go is a key to us finding joy in our intercession. Finding joy in our intercession. Walter Brueggemann says this, that intercession that is intrusion into the courts of power on behalf of another is central to the church's action in prayer. (laughs) How good is that intrusion into the courts of power on behalf of another? But the burden is this. It's when we continue to hold the burden of what we're interceding for. It's when we continue to carry it. And, and I get why we do that. I get why we do that. I just think of my own personal experience and and interceding for my daughter and interceding for her healing. You know, I would pray the prayers like, "Oh Lord, like bring healing, breakthrough." You know, do all the interceding. You know, entering the the um, the the uh, what is it called? The courts of power. And, you know, interceding for her. But the problem was throughout the day when I'd see her struggle, when I'd see her suffer, would be like, oh God, would you, would you, would you, would you, would you? And it actually ended up a really stressful experience, this intercession. And it's because... People matter to us, right? And things hurt, and so we carry it. But I found such joy and freedom. And this is what I do now, and this is where the Holy Spirit led me, is that I pray in the morning, I do my intercession in the morning, and then throughout the day when the things come up and I'm tempted to be like, oh God, I just go, God, you heard my prayers this morning. I trust you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. There's joy. joy. There is joy. Yeah, it's just taking that deep breath and going, yeah, I commit that into your hands again. Um, I actually brought this um, piece of art. There might be a photo. And I brought it because it, the, the piece of art was called Fight. Maybe we've got it, maybe not. I'll just describe it if not. Um, the piece of art was called Fight. And it was about... Um, you know, fighting and in prayer and things like that. But the picture of the art, it was like pinks and yellows and just really light and playful. And I thought, yeah, that's how I wanna do it. I wanna fight with joy. I wanna be able to carry the burden lightly, to leave it at the Lord's feet. It's about its about praying. You're saying, God, like, would you do this? Would you bring breakthrough here? Would you heal this? But then once you are finished, brushing yourself off, getting up from your knees and finding joy in the life God has given you right now, whether things change or not. Letting go, letting go. That is a friend of joy. That's a friend of joy. You know, and you might be thinking, Katie, Pretty hard to find joy in my circumstances right now. (laughs) Pretty hard to find joy there. Well, you know what? If joy is a gift from the Holy Spirit, then circumstance can't take your joy away because it never gave it to you. God did. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. Only when we are connected to Him can we bear this kind of supernatural fruit even when it doesn't make sense. The last friend of joy I wanna share about is faith. Is faith. Faith is a great friend of joys. Do you know every day we're met with opportunities, faith or fear? Faith or fear? Will I choose to partner with faith in this or fear? Joel's often shared that both faith and fear require imagination. You know, fear imagines and it predicts all the worst ways something could go. Faith imagines and predicts what could happen when our faithful God is on our side. Fear never factors in a God who is interested in you and ready to help. Fear doesn't factor that in. It's Psalm 121. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. A.W. Tozer said that God is looking for those with whom He can do the impossible. What a pity that we only plan things we can do by ourselves. (laughs) Fear leaves little room for God. Faith gives him space to move, and move he does. And the joy it is when we see him do so. I think of a time where fear was a real stronghold over me for a little while, it was a real stronghold and i notice that when you partner and you live with fear long enough fear begins to sound rational <laughs> and normal it begins to even sound like prudent <laughs> it's just fear yeah, and, and when that fear was finally revealed to me for what it was, I began a journey with the Holy Spirit to overcome and to cast out that fear. And I realised that multiple times in my day, it's like I'm at a crossroads and I could have to choose faith or fear. Faith or fear. Faith or fear. Would I choose to partner with faith in this? would I look at that circumstance with the lens of faith? It's that walking by faith and not by sight. See, sometimes what we see really intimidates us. And God started to share with me when I would look at the things and I would go, well, this doesn't look very good. (laughs) And He says, now look through your God eyes. Look through the lens of faith. Faith or fear. I began to realise that there's like a muscle memory that comes with faith or fear. <laughs> muscle memory is it's a, um, the ability to reproduce a particular movement without conscious thought as a result of frequent repetition of that movement. So if we're constantly just used to just choosing fear, it just starts to happen without us even thinking about it. But the Apostle Paul He charged us to walk by faith and not by sight, to not be intimidated by what we see. And so I would repeat, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And so I would cast out that fear that God did not put on me, said for God has not given me a spirit of fear. So I would cast out that fear because it's not of God, and I would choose faith. And I tell you what, there's this combination of faith and joy, fear does not stand a chance in that faith and joy. Honestly, fear does not stand a chance. I love Proverbs 31 verse 25 and it says that she's clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. She laughs without fear of the future. Do you know that it is impossible to laugh and to feel fear at the same time? I'm not talking about a nervous laughter or a cynical laughter, but a proper deep laughter. It's impossible to laugh and to, and to feel fear at the same time. I had a friend say, I'm going to support you by sending you funny memes and funny videos every day. And I said, thank you very much. And I tell you what, I laughed my way out of that stronghold of fear and, you know, the reality is if we, are, if we were to even know the outcome of what we're fearing at the moment, if we were to just know how things would work out in the end, we would probably relax and enjoy the journey. So why not trust God, choose faith, know that He's faithful and enjoy it anyway. <laughs> what will be, will what it will be. I love the prayer of Jesus. Your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So, your will be done, God. I'm going to enjoy my life. One of the memes I was sent was someone saying, Did you have a good sleep? And someone else said, No, but I got a few hours of anxiety in. (laughs) If you relate with that, if you relate with that, and I've related with that, gosh, life's too short. Life's too short. (laughs) Choose faith. Acknowledge all of those times you're standing at the crossroads. Faith or fear. Faith or fear. Make faith the muscle memory. And watch as joy and faith drain all the power of fear from your life. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind want to finish with this thought. (laughs) I've read that you become the average of the five people you spend time with. Let's choose our spiritual friends (laughs) and our virtues wisely. Let's choose the practices that are going to bring a life of joy in the Lord. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Would you stand with me? I'm just going to pray and we're just going to Worship the Lord, for He is worthy. Oh, He's so good. I thank You, Father. I thank You, Lord, for sending Your Holy Spirit that we might bear the fruit of joy. God, I pray that You would break the power of heaviness, that You would break that now in the Name of Jesus. Lord, break the power of fear. Lord, may it be cast out now. Lord, those that carry that control, that they feel like they need to make everything happen and hold it all in their own hands. Lord, help us to let it all go at Your feet so that we might be embraced by Your comforting presence. We honour You, Father. We honour You, Jesus. We thank You, Holy Spirit. We love the work that You do in our life. May we bear more joy. Amen.